information on this podcast is meant to be absorbed without distraction or multitasking. In other words, disengage. Thank you for listening. The Dark Liquor Experiments. Typo Negative. Part 1. Anyone who works the graveyard shift knows that you are removed from time and space entirely. In this way, you are absolved from reality to a certain extent. When the rest of the world is enraptured in a deep sleep, you alone are but awake. Because there's no black people in the future. What? Come on, if sci-fi has taught us nothing, it's taught us that. What about Lando Calrissian? Space pimp Lando? The dude that sold out Han Solo to Jabba Hutnam? Really? Really? This is the level of conversation I'm forced to listen to. Slumped way back in the chair, my elbow draped over my face to block out the fluorescence. I wish I had headphones. Maybe I should put that in as my essay answer. I will not be taking said package because I've come to the conclusion, based on sci-fi, that there are no blacks in the future. Or in space, or lacrosse for that matter. I just need to get some sleep. I'll be better on the other side of some shut-eye. Heads becoming buoyant, losing hold on gravity. I'm slipping, floating, until finally I land. This will do. That in-between place where I'm not sleep, but lose consciousness and leave this plane. Malt liquor pushing short cape wearing Sunday service perm having ass. Fuck Lando Calrissian. With that, I'm laughing. <laughs> Transported to a train station, an antique station with black and white mosaic tile, but I can't read the name of the stop. A Colt 45 poster is on the wall. Russell's face has replaced Billy D, still damn processing his hair in this day and age. There's a woman on the platform, some fine ass sister asking me for directions. Her voice sweet and rich, a free current of protons dance through her body and face. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, I'm about to start. A sloppy men's choir is chanting my name. Hey, Hendrix. Hey, Ray. Yo. Two fingers poke me in the back, and I'm back again. Here at work. Still in this room. Still on someone else's timeline. It's not even a real interior. This abandoned subway platform, transformed into a break room by plywood walls behind concrete dividers. Walls so layered with dust and grime you can't even make out what color they used to be. Not a break room at all. More of a bleak room. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, I'm about to start. Be my guest. Smiling and shaking her head, she looks as tall as the Statue of Liberty, with all the patinaed contradictions. How did I miss her walking in? Neat short rows of braids that led to a golden crown of an afro. A royal blue suede suit with square-toed cadmium boots. A little too skinny for my taste, but something. It was in the way she walked. She didn't walk. She climbed forward, like the rubber bands that held her limbs on had grown slack, but the garments bound it all together tightly. The new black corporate paradigm. We're corralled in this makeshift human resource classroom. Imagine sweat, oil, earth, metal, smoke, blood, soot and mold, then add thirty years. I took in the stale air of bison and huffed it out loud. Lady Libertine was in a holding pattern circling the room. 
flying by carrying air currents of scented cucumbers, pears, and caffeine. My name is Vanessa Clark. You can call me Miss Clark. Any questions before we start? Yeah, Miss Miss Clark, is it? Why couldn't they do this in the evening, like before our shifts? What what are they gonna do it now for? Jack DeWalt was an adequate foreman. A squat, rotund dude. He was one of those bosses who came down on you as a result of someone higher up riding his ass. Other than that, he was harmless. He never really bothered me. I don't play in the meeting, sir. I couldn't answer that. Nah. DeWalt grunted, stuffed a wad of tobacco in his craw, then folded his arms to rest on his belly. We opened the packets and followed the bouncing ball of her voice down the song of bureaucracy. Threw the spiel, flipped the pages, and then watched the video. By watched, I mean slept through. Then we filled out the papers, which all had to be completely filled out or else. Even if you're not taking the package, that's when it's most important to have the paperwork completed. Name, address, name and address. Boxes checked, sign here, again, pull tabs, go to the blue area, sign again. And next of kin, and blood type, and address, and social security number. Blood type. What's my blood type? I leaned over and whispered to Russell's. Hey, remember when we did that blood drive after Thompson's accident? What was my blood type? His reply was a scrunched face. Mr. Hendricks. Roy, is it? Ray. Oh, must be a typo here. What say you? Are you getting any of this? Amongst my co-workers were a few sniggers and smirky groans of anticipation. Yes, Miss Clarkson. Clark. No, I guess I heard wrong. So it seems to me like you want us to give up our time here, in the now, for some undisclosed financial compensation later, with the belief that in the near future, when we come out of stasis, this wrecked economy will have miraculously bounced back, and the company will then reinstate No, the company will not necessarily rehire us, but will continue to pay out a diminished form of a paycheck. All if we just sign right here. Wow, that is pretty much on point. Putting her hand on hip, tilted her head and bounced her bottom lip. Minus the cynicism. And so we give up everything we know and the life we have now for the promise of a new day when, where, For the advances of the future. And the stabilization of the company. And this is due to the downturn analysis? That's neither here nor there, Mr. Hendricks. A nostril flared and her brow cinched into a matriarchal, how dare you gaze. This is an entirely different program. But then you choose to ask us this question when we're all half asleep and our judgment is impaired. And we don't even know whether it's day or night. I signed it and looked up. Yeah, screw that. I'm good. Not interested. I got up, brought all my papers to her, taking in all of her put-togetherness. The small things now. A flat mole on her neck. Canary-stoned earrings. The sangria flush of freckles on her collarbone rising in anger. With a half-snarl, she did the same. Standing in response, internal monologue written on her face. Look at him strutting over there. Big fucking deal you work out. With your oily work boots, 
Those galvanized dungarees from a 1950s jailhouse? A thermal long-sleeve shirt from the Salvation Army? And a sheepskin vest. Dirty leather gloves tucked into your belt like some badge of honor. Anybody can shovel coal. Monkey could do it. Future's not for you, Shawshank. You've come from the past, Mr. Hendricks, and that's where you belong. Slapping the packet on her desk with a slight bow, a single speck of red dotted the envelope. A nosebleed. That hadn't happened since I was a teenager. Snatching a tissue off the desk, I stuffed most of it up my nostril, held my head high, and walked out. Chairs sliding, commotion, shuffling, and boots coming down the hall behind me, but I never looked back. On the shuttle back to the train to the employee parking lot, I was asleep before the driver closed the doors. Foot up on a pole, arms folded, head tucked into my knapsack like a pillow. The percussion of the steel wheels on the rails, violent, righteous, heavy metal momentum. Blue collar music of the universe. Peace at last. In my dream, in that short time, I took the deal. In a small dark room where the blinds were drawn and thick trees obscured the light even more. A rolling stool, a sink, a computer console. I sat leaned back in a dental chair. Black ridges rolled through the tube lights above. The technician, a jittery androgynous being, answered my questions while bouncing in and out of an x-ray booth. And excrement? So, Chemical Capital will be up our ass for another ten years. The aging process is, is what now? What's that like? It's in my gut, there's always a cultivated bacterium of mistrust. I feed it with burnt sugar memories, groom it with a little because last time, and water it daily with some just in case. Proceed with. But this dream didn't need caution. It needed to be rolled out for the sake of how weird it was. The woman, Miss Clark, was there, behind frosted glass somewhere. She's toasting, clinking crystal, and winking at the boss. The Vanderveers and the Danforths, railroad barons. Sugarcane, the old money founders of Chemical Capital. Cigar smoke, food, and music brought a sense of familiarity, but understanding was just beyond reach. At home, I woke up shivering and coughing. Hard, violent coughing. <coughs> the kind where you feel hundreds of needles are stabbing you in the back, making your eyes tear. A crust on my face and a dusty film over my eyes. Dripping sweat and my asshole hurt. Enough to bring me to the floor. Hands and knees retching up. Back arch, cat-like. My tongue curled and my stomach contracted painfully, reaching hopelessly inward for some long-digested meal. All that came up was clear liquid with a few dicey gray cubes. I tried to stand but my legs were wobbly like a newborn calf. I went down a few times. Then I finally just rolled over on my back and lay there. 
I marveled at the linguini arms attached to my shoulders. What is going on, I wondered. Was I drinking? Celebrating what? Rolling on my side, I massaged my thighs and beat on them with the bottom of my fists. They felt so thin now. The sleep numbness slowly drained out of them. You gotta get up. Get up, man. Open those blinds. You need some air. You need some air and to see what the day looks like. I'm in a long john onesie. The job stopped issuing these ten years ago. I pulled on boots and felt stronger already. In my bathroom, a bearded face looked back at me. When did I grow that? I got my narrow ass in the shower, blasted the hot water for a half hour or so, watching the foamy gray water spiral down the drain. I trimmed the facial hair down to at least show some jaw. The face an older, thinner, paler imitation of who I was yesterday. I drank two glasses of water. At the bay window, I drew the blinds and hated what I saw. A perfectly blue sky day. Why couldn't it be dark and raining out there, like how I felt inside? The streets glistened and appeared to be slick with rain, so wet that the sky reflected on its mirrored surface. A strong breeze came in, full, clean, and floral. I threw on my shearling vest with its comforting scent of worn leather, tucked my hands in, dropped into my brooding chair, and sank my chin into my chest. Hmm. It was always art to be done over there. Half-formed ideas making their way out of tree trunk pillars in the grand room. Wax statuette figures yet to be carved out. But my drive was in neutral, my motor idling easy. I rubbed on my legs some more. I'm starving, and somehow I know there's nothing I want in that fridge right now. A solid knocking sounded at my front door. I let them knock, hoping they would go away, but they kept at it. I am not interested. Go away. Go away. Just let me think. I just woke up, goddammit. Through the house I wandered in a mental fog. My parents' house is one of the few brownstones left in Brook Ellen, still owned by the original buyers. Three stories with parquet flooring, 12-foot ceilings, eight-feet-high bay windows, and antique red-lacquered wood everywhere. This place needs a good dusting. My footsteps beat evenly in the chambers of the open space. Stepping into a pair of camo cargo shorts, I slapped the locks aside and yanked the door open. There he is, the born day boy. Russells, what are you doing here, man? I'm your greeting party, brah, brah. Me, Giselle, and Tanisha. The girls were bubbling, all smiles and holding <laughs> baskets of food. Two healthy sisters of exceptional choice. All jeans and boots and crocheted tops. Leather banded forearms. Suede flaring fringes. Smooth, dark skin where phosphines of color blossom and repeat themselves on the scale of a fish or the wings of a beetle. In that iridescent way they shined. Black power fist afro picks punching out of their naturals. As my uncle used to say, thicker than cold grits. Russell's had gained maybe 20 pounds, but he carried it well. Wearing a suit that slimmed at the waist and made a man look like a sturdy pillar. His hair was punked out. A spherical blowout that blended to green ends with a wild goatee of emerald. Come on, man. 
I know you're hungry. Here, drink this. It was like coffee, but not. This is what I imagined drinking the spice from Dune did to you. Something that shook you up inside and yelled, wake the fuck up. Something primitive and addictive. What is this? Josephine. Shit is great, huh? We sat at a long dining room table and watched the women work. Dancing around the kitchen, humming, singing some refrain to a Stevie Wonder song. It's stuffy in here. She opened a window and a hummingbird flew in, buzzing like a toy drone. It hovered in to look her over, floated there, levitated at eye level. Tanisha did not flinch. The bird flew into the house and disappeared upstairs. Shit, that's bad luck. Or good luck, depending on what side of the world you're on. Yeah, superstition ain't the way. From the cupboards, they pulled plates, rinsed them off, and laid the food out on the table. Fresh baked rolls, fried fish, mac and cheese, potato salad, crispy ginger green beans, and long links of something that looked like fat mahogany kielbasa. While singing, Tanisha slid a heaping plate of food in front of me. I got up, washed my hands, then sat down. They plucked books from my shelf and sat at the other end of the table looking through the photos. Go ahead, man. I shoveled the potato salad in first. So what's going on? The future, I closed my eyes and sighed deeply. Damn, it was good. The season vibrantly sparked on all sides of my tongue. Wait, <laughs> what? I said you gambled with your future and won. Look at all this fine what shit. What are you talking about? The future, baby. You, me, we lucked out. Along with a few others that should have took the deal. Should have took the package. I didn't take no package. I declined that no, shit. No, you wouldn't be here if you did that, man. Have some sausage. It's supplemental. Got all the irons and niacins you need in there. So where's that paperwork? All that shit was lost in the floods. What's with that clock, lady? I want to see my signature. I want to see my consent. All that shit was lost in the floods. So how could they prove it, Russells? Prove what? How you know this ain't some fucking chemical capital technology shit? So wait, where am I now? In Newport, Brook Ellen, just like before, everything's the same. Except it's like all over water now, off the coast where it's safe. Over water? Yeah, wait till you see the canals. You missed some crazy shit, bro. So, war on drugs, war on terror. Then after the downturn, there was... The war on silence, the war on peace. Right, right. The epidemic, the lean years. And now it's all the way live in 2045, baby! 2045? You gotta be out of your rabbit-ass mind. I got up, stumbled to the back room, fell down. I crept over to the wall, leaned back and drew my knees up. What the fuck is going on here? I gotta go in today. Bro, relax, man. That building ain't even there no more. Not like you even knew it. There's no one in there. Swaying woozily, I had to put both hands on the counter and rest. What was in that food? None, it's just food, man. You can't just get up and start running around breakdancing after you've woken up 25 years later. It takes a while to get acclimated to the times. The air is different, the water, the city. 25 years? I want out of this contract. I'm not going to have somebody telling me what to do with my time, telling me where to go, leeching off me for God knows what. 
Ray, you can't get out. It's life bonded. The fuck I can't. Watch me. Y'all gotta go. What? Well, we got a show to go to. I gotta tell you how all this shit works. You need to get blood, take a blood test every three days, get your check from the company. Here's your card, your keys, and the deed to your house. Took all of that and tossed it on the table. Get out. Hey, man, I had the lawyers stop them from taking your house. Me, Russells, I'm your boy. Get the fuck out, all of you. Let's go. Really? I took Giselle by the arm, guided Wait, her through. What's you going too on? hot shit. Time to go. Then slammed the door on their confused faces. Really? Sitting down, I stared into space, thinking. My knee got to bouncing. Faster and faster. What are they talking about? If all of this is true, somebody owes me an explanation. Someone just stole a quarter century from me. I got up, put the food away in containers and stored it all in the fridge. But they gave me time too though. So what were they gonna say now? I owed them? I hate owing anybody shit. I drove two hours once to pay back somebody $20 they lent me. What about my family and friends? I'm in another time frame. It's that goddamn company acts like they fucking own you. That Miss Clark, the package, frozen in time. What the fuck? I got dressed, slid bronze knuckles into my pocket, grabbed my keys and headed out the side door to the garage. In the garage, my Dodge van was still sitting there an old off-white conversion cruiser I had restored. It had big tinted windows, mag wheels and rugged Baja tires bluting out the sides. I was going off the grid then. Then. Back then. So wrong to say. Switching on the light I could already tell. The tires were flat, the batteries probably dead, and all the rubber hoses corroded. Not to mention the wires and the rust. Fuck. I headed out on foot, walking slow, like I belonged here and had nothing better to do. The streets were all paradise. All beautiful black people milling around in Wakandan regalia. Herb and tobacco smoke billowed from mouths freely. Music flowed everywhere out of boats in the canals, live from the streets. I passed several shops with sausages hanging in the window. Sausages. What is this, Germany now? The smell of summer foods frying in fats permeated the air. Artists were selling their work on the streets. I lingered, taking in the styles, leathersmiths, woodworkers. Nice stuff, but what do I know? I've missed 25 years of culture. 25 years. The row of vendors went on and on like a street fair, and three-wheeled rickshaws driven by child-sized automatons passed through frequently. If it seems too good to be true. What you doing out the house? I needed some air. Oh, to cool you off? I'm still heated, trust me. You gonna stay all funky and negative, or you gonna enjoy this lovely evening? No, I'ma stay funky. <laughs> Come on. 
grabbing my bicep, my arm folded automatically. I felt light, as though she were holding me up. An awareness spiked in my head. I'm so skinny now. What if something goes down? I feel like a featherweight. As we strolled along, the crowds parted for the handsome couple. I know you're not feeling these crowds. My spot is just up the way. We can have a cup of Josephine and relax. Why not? Intending to grill her until she cried. Why not indeed, Ray? Moving away from the main drag, we walked into silence. Bikes rattled along the stoneways, and the sounds of conversations carried clearly through the air like they do on a snow-laden day. Canals wove through the streets like a city in the Netherlands. The clear lavender-tinted water lapped softly against the canal walls. Cobblestone streets all flowed organically into each other. We came to an overpass and went over a river. On the other side, a trio headed our way. A couple and the guy's bulky friend. A couple was play fighting until they spotted us. Friends of yours, or is this our lucky day? What? You don't trust anybody, do you? They're just kids. Look at them. The wide one dropped back while the couple advanced. I dug in my pocket, wrapped my knuckles in brass. Okay, pops. All we want is a prank. You know what this is? Wearing a fishbone tour t-shirt, he was scrawny and dark, with a head of kinky umber. Just have a seat, we'll get you tapped and nobody gets hurt. The big guy behind us planted his size 13s and glared hard. He was sprouting a small beard of black silky hair. Either Hawaiian or Filipino, I couldn't tell. Boy, you better stop playing. Fishbone pulled a box cutter, making a staccato clacking sound as he thumbed out a three-inch blade. Still think this is a game? Chocolate Thunder? Tanisha took a step in, closing distance. I don't know what you... She quickly latched onto the boy's weapon hand, spun and wrapped his arm up, only to come around with the other hand, bending his wrist down. He squealed, dropping the blade. Tanisha kicked it towards the overpass wall. It skidded through a gap, sailing off the bridge into the water. I turned and jabbed my bronze knuckles into the boy's wide chest. He crumbled to the ground. The girl just took off running. Watch your back, Thunder! We gonna see you! And you gonna get your ass whipped again! In Tanisha's apartment, jazz was streaming. It was a large studio with a smaller back room. Framed the black and white prints hung on the walls. Classy Harlemites and fine evening wear. Furs and wide brim hats. The place smelled of fresh shake, resin, and essential oils. A minimalist, hollow sound was enhanced by the hardwood floors. Only furnished with a couch, table, and kitchenette, it felt like family. Little punks. Five years of Jeet Kundo, and I never had to use that shit. They picked the wrong two, huh? Shit, you damn right. Smiling, I sized her up. You got something harder than that Josie stuff? Sure shit do. A few drinks later, kissing and some pouring, we were on the deep blue couch. I forgot all about CC, time capsules, the past and the future. The now was all that mattered. I'm going to take a shower. I'll meet you right here. I bet you will. When I woke up, Streetlight cut through her window bars, caging us together in its shadows. Tanisha lay snuzzled under me. We coiled up and slept right there on the couch. I didn't push the issue, but she could feel it there, nudging, and shook her head. Mm-mm. All through the night. In the air, 
our lungs, and our blood. Like oxygen, the music took over until it dominated twilight. Typo Negative was recorded at Black Matter Music Studios with sound design by Blackfoot Uark. Our cast of characters includes the illustrious Mila Machenko as Tanisha. Search for and support her on all streaming platforms. Introducing Jenny Lynn Fleming as Vanessa. The part of Russell's is played by Damien Tariq Kasker. Our technician was Mr. Infinity with additional vocals by Cynthia Uark. Typo Negative contains portions of the track Cavern by Sad Noise. Our theme music was created by Pharaoh Monch for Tresca Decaphobia Music. That was it, bro. There are a million ways you could have spent your valuable time. On behalf of the whole staff of the Dark Liquor Experiments, we'd like to thank you for listening. The Dark Liquor Experiments.